I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm really excited. Uh, we've had uh, Jim Hancock as a regular commentary uh, provider here on the Price of Business show for quite some time. He's incredibly savvy in the technology space. And uh, recently he has uh, uh, begun to join us to do actual interviews on a regular basis about his research and work in the technology space. He's a leading authority in this, in this space. His website, by the way, is jlhancock.com. That's jlhancock.com. He's an author. Uh, he's an author of uh, primarily uh, novels, in fact, uh, that deal a lot with uh, issues that relate to technology and national security and a lot of these issues. And during his time in the military, Jim worked away in the dark, dark corners of the government intelligence communities. He learned two Asian languages and eventually conducted over 100 combat operations with special operations forces in Iraq, Afghanistan, and the Philippines. And so he has a fascinating background. Um, love having him on the program. Love doing this work with him. And, again, you can learn more about him at jlhancock.com. Always loving, love having J.L. Hancock on the program. Uh, Jim, uh, frankly, we get great feedback every time you're on. To me, the true measure of genius is making that which is complicated, even convoluted, accessible to others. And that's really your thing. That is your, that's your stick. <laughs> and, and really your book. You know, you, you write incredible fiction that's compelling. Your, your, your books are, are very, uh, you know, accessible, uh, but they're really handling some difficult topics. And so I, I always enjoy, and that's the feedback we get from others, uh, your approach to things, and our conversations are indicative of that as well. Uh, Jim, let's talk a little bit about your favorite tech stories of 2023. It's a great way of wrapping up the year. What, what caught your attention and why? There are a couple things I would say fit into that category that caught my attention. Uh, the obvious one I would say is the continuing and ongoing discussion about the impact and efficacy of artificial intelligence, specifically like ChatGPT. Um, I, I, I'm absolutely, I, I've been tracking AI for years and to see it proliferate the way that it has um, into daily conversation has been, I've found extremely enlightening and, and extremely interesting, especially as you discuss um, these more recent movements into things that are called um, effective altruism and effective accelerationism, that there's now these philosophical movements that are saying, hey, we should only be pushing these particular technologies for the benefit of humanity, and then we should be building governors in place to make sure that we're not moving in the wrong direction. At the same time, you have groups of people that are like, hey, bring it on. Let's, let's just embrace the technology as it moves forward. Um, and then, so as we're having to genuinely wrestle and understand technologies move forward because it's becoming an embedded part of our life. And we're seeing the impact of all of these companies that have been collecting our data for years and years and why they actually wanted our data. Like there was the advertising element of it, but now you can genuinely see that they were using it to train AI to be more beneficial for certain capabilities. But we also don't know what it all really means. And so it's, it's been fascinating to me to watch that. And I think that that was probably one of the most impactful ones throughout the, throughout the year, um, the one of the big ones. 
Yeah, that's fascinating. You know, just to hear you talk about it in the language you use, it's very interesting. So it's like an argument between, you know, we contain and control AI to make sure it betters everyone and, and, and societies as a whole versus, hey, let's see what AI does and we'll try to keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and when you're dealing with something essentially amoral, only as moral as the people who are handling handling it, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah, and it's it's what I just I, I I feel that AI is a genuine reflection of our society and of ourselves. And so what you're seeing and what you're not liking is because that's all the data that we fed it, and it created a model off of those things. And it said, this is what I'm seeing statistically as a probability of what oh it's coming out of society, and you're like. That's actually true, and I don't like it. <laughs> or I really enjoy it. I think it's amazing. But these are things that we've really done. And so it's a matter of looking at that and saying, all right, well, do we want more of this, or, or should we feed it in a different way, or should we push it in a different direction? And, um, and how can we train these models in a way that, it, that reflects our society in a, more, in a more beneficial way? And these are conversations that I completely welcome that should never be shut down. We should always be pushing these discussions to make sure that we are using technology in a way that is impactful, uh, but also recognizing the fact that the movement forward of, of technology is is an inevitability and because of the way that we rely on it now. Um, and yeah. I've, I've enjoyed watching that come to the forefront. Um, I, I have not. Um, and then as it pertains to major, the other aspects of the, of the year that I think were have been extremely interesting is just the way that uh, techniques and and of when it comes to like drones and unmanned warfare, things that I've been working on for years that, we've been pushing to help other parts of our organizations understand you're seeing it play out in Ukraine and in Gaza in a way that I couldn't, that has basically almost been prophetic in the way that we were saying, this is what's going to change warfare. And for me personally, this is just, this is more of a personal thing when it comes to the way that I feel about it. But I remember speaking with senior leaders saying, this is what's going to change the way that we fight in the future. And them saying, this is a fad. These small drones, they're not going to be a thing in the future because these larger systems are more reliable. And then you watch Ukraine, and it, it has completely and dramatically changed the way that they fight at, at, at the lowest level possible because things that they thought were bespoke or niche are becoming just standard practice when it comes to drones in warfare. Um, mm-hmm. when it, and, and that ties back into the AI conversation. At what point in time do, the, do these become... Uh, integrated with these different technologies so that and, and impacting and then how is that going to uh, going to change the way that we fight um, we're finally seeing things that we discussed in science fiction and uh, as it plays out it's just absolutely fascinating to me and I'm, I'm I'm very excited to watch it move more in that direction as we try to help people understand the why and how um, in warfare. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. And I mean, I, again, like you, uh, I, I, I'm therefore concerned about the implications of it, but it's a fascinating conversation. Uh, you know, and when I look at it, to me, it, and we're spending too much time on this topic, we've got to get some other ones, but you really hit kind of the heart. If there was a, a single issue, this is that single issue of 2023, in my opinion, what we're talking about. So it's hard not to spend time on it. But to me, it, it's so interesting how cavalier so many people are about AI. It almost reminds me about uh, the discovery of X-ray and uh, how uh, you know uh, people were in the uh, in the early years of, X- of X-ray becoming ubiquitous, uh, going to the store and uh, getting their feet randomly just x-rayed 
to determine what shoes would be best for them. We're, we're, we're talking a, like a department store. It was just so common and flippant. And then, of course, people started dying uh, and getting uh, cancer from uh, radiation left and right. And, uh, you know, I, my fear is that there's just not a whole lot of thought in, on the preventative side. And, and because of the nature of this speech, harder to even determine what the perimeters of that caution would look like uh, when it comes to AI. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's funny you bring up x-ray because I was thinking about the example of uh, Madame Curie and radiation and people were putting it in toothpaste and they were wearing it around their necks and they were doing all these things before they realized the adverse effects, but that doesn't mean that the benefit of radiation went, or, or radioactive uh, materials went away. It's just that we recognize the power of it and, re- and put it in its par- appropriate place. And AI, in certain respects, it, it does fall into that same category, and in others it doesn't, and that's the part that we really need to explore as much as possible to understand. Uh, this and, and, and the other element of being like how we, um, because of the, if you look at cybersecurity, if you look at, um, because we tend to think more or less along the lines of it, it's how we use it in the day-to-day with how to, how to create prompts and how to social engineer and how it's impacting our students in school, but it's going to impact everything that we do in one category or another, um, and and so it's it's something that we all should be educated and understand, and how we try to benefit from, uh, but also that we shouldn't just blindly trust because it is it is fallible, and will be because get, it's being modeled off of us and we are fallible. Oh, yeah. um, that's the part that I find so philosophically exciting, uh, just interesting about it is 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 everything that we hate about it or things we just don't like about our own society, and so yeah, we can fix just... it. These are all things we can fix, but yeah. That's very well put, very well put. Okay, so we could have done the entire segment on this, and maybe we should have, but as time runs out, I would like you to hit on a few other, you know, on, on at least a couple other things that grabbed your attention. Probably won't be able to go as much depth, but what else did, uh, what else grabbed you? Uh, so I've been very excited about all the, the work that's been done with uh, the, the James Webb uh, Telescope and the work that NASA is doing. I love that we are currently in, a new age of space exploration uh, with, with the upcoming elements of Artemis and the, the Chinese landing of, the, of, the, of their Chang'e system that uh, is now their lunar lander. Um, I love that space exploration is becoming a, a much more common part of our conversation, um, that being pushed by both NASA and by private industry. Those are, those are things that I, I, I'm very excited about. Um, those, I, I look forward to those kind of topics all the time because it is um, something that, we don't realize just exploration is inherently in our human nature. We want to learn more about the things around us. Um, and so um, it also the limitations of that, like the, the other things about the past year, like we look at um, that commercial sub that went down and ended up collapsing, ended up imploding down in the depths as it was trying to go see the Titanic. Um, there's, there's, there's places to explore here on earth, but there's also an element of hubris that we need to take with it that um, every element there's risk and there's benefit. Um, and then, but there's, there's learning to be made, to be had, and there's, there's things to, to develop and grow from. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very good, uh, a very good example as well. And, uh, something that, uh, yeah, it's interesting that as we deal with our own planet and our own planetary issues that we're moving, uh, as, as quickly as possible, you know, uh, an escape plan for billionaires, you know, is how it's, how it's being projected. But I think it has implications to be beneficial for uh, all of us. Uh, with that, 
that, we're running out of time. Final thoughts as we wrap it up and give your website one more time. Uh, yeah, website is jlhancock.com. Um, and uh, love to discuss more aspects of AI. And, and feel free to check out my book, The Hawk Enigma, which digs into some of these topics just like the ones I mentioned, but it, it puts them in a, in a fictional scenario, but also try, uh, presents them in a way that is easy to understand and, and enjoyable for the reader. Yeah, Jim's book, Jim's book, books, writing, uh, this includes his website, which is awesome. Um, really makes some very complex ideas highly accessible. People, people have asked me, you know, who, who do I consider the most brilliant writers? And it's not the ones who have, you know, eight syllable words as common in their, in their vernacular. It's people who make, who make eight syllable word writing accessible, uh, to people. Uh, good writing and good, and good communication shouldn't require lots of hard work. It should be accessible. And I know a few writers, uh, particularly in this space, who can take technology and make it available to people regardless of uh, where they come from. And his, his fiction is my favorite kind of fiction, which is a type where it's fun to read, but if you're not careful at the end, you're going to learn a lot. And so... <laughs> And so I love that. I appreciate you making it uh, so available to people. And the people that I get from others is that uh, they appreciate it too. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yep. Well, happy holidays to you, Jim, and happy new year. I am Kevin Price, saying to our listeners, and this is the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show.